In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast partner in crime, I couldn't think of anything interesting for today's show, I don't know why, is the one, <laughs> the only... Travis Rats here. Oh, deep and guttural. That one came from the, the, the metal part of your body. Where do you think the where do you think the metal is located in your body? Right like- at right at where my big rodeo uh, belt buckle goes. Okay, so your your pubis. Yeah, you know that that part that like women say they really love about men, like that. But we haven't that probably ever had it. You know, <laughs> as, yeah. as comic book readers, we have never had that. Hey, yeah. listen, audience, if you're a comic book reader and you have one of those fucking like pelvic V's. Take a photo of that and go ahead and Twitter that over to Josh. No. <laughs> let's not. Let's not do that. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's not. So on uh we, you're you're listening to the Comic Exposure Podcast. I mean, you know that you're here. You clicked on it. I hope that unless somehow you accidentally bumped your phone and you're now listening to us. In that case, welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast where Travis Rass and I dive deep into some comic books and we chat about uh you know what's going on in the the nerddom or you find yourself on an episode like this a comic book club episode where travis and i are going to spend some time uh with a little review book club discussion today though is a is a special grindhouse edition of comic exposure travis can you cue tarantino style guitar surf music (laughs) (laughs) can you travis can you break down yeah. why this episode is the grind the grindiest no. um so we're, we're it's actually probably what we're gonna talk about does not fit into the classification of grindhouse if you know grindhouse films we're, we're talking about movies that are maybe more like uh, people might describe as b movies exploitation movies um uh just off-center movies that are done on usually low budgets with a lot of love and uh, a lot of talent um this we just call it grindhouse because it's a cool name for it <laughs> these are not exploitation oh, books uh we do have two kind of like off-kilter books that we're reading this exactly episode. exactly and and when compared with what's selling mainstream wise these certainly would be considered uh b uh b movie comics if you will but that does not affect that does not mean that the quality is any lesser it just means that less people are reading them and the reason we wanted to dedicate the show to both of these because we think it is these are two books that you might not see up front and center in your comic book shop or when you search comics on Amazon. But we think that they are fun reads uh, and uh, both of them relatively quick quick reads. So if you're if you need a break from the new X-Men series, which is fantastic. I don't know why anyone would need a break oh, from damn, that because I am now all caught up and I am loving it. And we will talk more about that on a further issue of the comic book club. But if you need a break from the old superhero uh, gag, then pick up one of these two books that we're going to talk about today. 
So we've got two books we're going to talk about. We're going to spend a little time with uh, Image Comics Murder Falcon. Uh, Murder Falcon <laughs> is by Daniel Warren. <laughs> Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, it does. I was going to say he does uh, the art and he's the writer. It's colored by Mike Spencer with letters. Uh, by Russ Wooten. That's uh, the first book we're going to talk about. The second book we've got on the Grindhouse double feature on Comic Exposure is Last Driver, which is uh, by C.S. Baker, written by C.S. Baker, and illustrated by Shaky Kane. If I were going to give one of these, really, Last Driver is probably the far more Grindhouse of the two. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is going to be uh, an interesting little discussion as we pull back these books, these sort of off-kilter uh, books. I mean, look, the first book we're talking about is called Murder Falcon. And the reason I picked it up uh, is because the cover has uh, a dude given a little metal sign with a giant falcon, like a humanoid falcon behind him with a giant metal fist and like the city's on fire behind them. So right there, I was like, yeah, no, I'm in. OK, I, I, this is. I can I can check this out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I oh like I got to page uh like three and I'm like, oh yeah, I know I Josh I know I Josh picked this up out of the comic void and gave right? it a home. Because uh, it's it's ridiculous. So uh Travis well, before, uh, before yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, sorry. I was gonna say before we before we dive into this, uh you had mentioned that you are uh in the bowels, you've caught up on X-Men. Yeah. Uh, and it is sublime, I must say. Yeah. Uh, right? I, I, I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to talk about it as a, as a whole thing. And I'm trying to think is my whole thing right now, I'm like, ooh, we got to get some good, a good guest, maybe two guests for this X-Men podcast when that first... I think they're gonna. Yeah. I think they're gonna complete them into one House of I Ten so. and Powers of X. I think they're gonna they're gonna put them by House, them House to, of X. House of X, Powers of Ten. Yep, that's it. <laughs> um, I think they're gonna combine them in the reading order for one volume. And I, and I just wanted to check back with you. I want to check back with you. Did you watch the Powers of Ten video? No, on but YouTube? I was thinking about it. You I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it because I was listening back to the podcast for quality control, and I was like, "Oh, I should probably." I literally this is what this is what went through my head. Oh, I should check that out. But like, no, Josh isn't gonna bring that up again. <laughs> he never listens to the podcast after we do them. He'll forget. Uh, so. Um, we're, we're going to dive into yeah, these books I, but be, I, before, I before I can, yeah. uh, before we dive into it, let's just talk a little bit about, it's been a while since we read some, it's been a while. It's been a while since we read something from, I don't want to call them cause there's really levels of indie publishers, right? There's really right. levels of it. I mean, back in the day we used to do, uh, with like caliber comics and we used to have writers and artists come on and that yeah. from straight up indie, like just like the titles are almost like self-created um right. and then you have you know your big three image dc and marvel and then you have like black mask and things like that what do you consider anything outside of marvel uh, a marvel owned line dc owned line and image line indie i would you know i say that image is i still think that image is an indie publisher right and maybe that's maybe like the house of uh, of of you know Walking Dead isn't as indie as like maybe it should be or like Spawn or whatever. But I would say like you and I read a ton of image books back in the day, right? Like this show essentially was an an image volume one review for a while. Oh, we, we were, were there for the in image renaissance, baby. Right? We we were reading we were reading all of these image sort of like 
renaissance books whether it was saga or southern bastards and you know like you know how some kids are raised on certain things like westerns or whatever it is yeah. like 80s action movies this podcast was raised in uh on the image renaissance of like six years ago <laughs> right like like it definitely it definitely was it, one shaped, of those it shaped the whole um outlook of the podcast and like what I, we I think so and so I would, I still say like, so there are some things that are published on image that don't feel as indie. Right. Yeah. Um, but are still pretty indie, but like invincible you know, or stuff like that. Yeah. yeah invincible yeah. spawn. The thing savage Dra I think spawn 300 just came out. Who cares? And like savage dragon, the savage dragon is still being published. Right. Like, it's hard for like I know those are indie books, right? Like yeah. the dudes own them; they're publishing them through in and through Image. But, um, but then you get something like a book called Murder Falcon, which is about a guy who uh, you know can summon a humanoid, uh, ripped Falcon man right. through the power of metal, and you're like, oh, that's pretty damn indie. Uh, but then you I, go I, like I, the other book we're reading though is the other last driver book. You and I kickstarted it we did a kickstarter episode probably about it two years ago or something like that yeah and, three a three you know, almost because it was right when yeah, i came to japan right so like we got this book and we didn't you know i read it when we got it but you know we were like you know we never really talked about it um but this is you know from dead canary comics right so this is definitely like super self-published it was done through kickstarter uh it is definitely is this is the this is indie right so like uh murder falcon is like uh sonic youth and last driver is like um i don't know a band you've never heard of and that's the yeah, point <laughs> right a band you've never heard of like the sloppy uh, like the sloppy meat eaters that's a good right, old punk right. band from the 90s that no one's ever heard of uh, i right? always thought that indie was i was thinking about like what indie was and i was like man is it the feel of it is it the the noon, the freshness of it. And then I started thinking of it from a business standpoint. And I thought about the distribution. And, I, and that's okay. kind of where I settled is it's independent because you are basically creating it and there's little help with distribution. There's there's not the giant middleman. It's not there's not the corporation who's gonna take your work. Diamonds and, not and, diamonds not shipping your stuff and, all over the place. And put it into the machine. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess that is technically a distributor, but I was thinking more of a publisher that's going okay. to, that's going to handle that stuff for you. Like right, whereas right, right. indie has to hit the streets, you know, get the street, hit those streets. So I think it's a combination of those. Sometimes things can have an indie feel, but can have a real powerhouse publisher i think at this point image is kind of a powerhouse publisher uh um, yeah for sure uh but they, they they what they go to is they kind of herald in these people who are previously doing stuff on their own and they give them at least like some direction whereas right, i like, think i think marvel and dc are like you want to be part of the machine okay here's how we do things like uh images like fat records right like yeah like, that's got not a, a bad pretty, one or like epitaph right yeah. like it's an indie label but it's a pretty big indie label right like oh no i do i really do love rancid they're on epitaph or bad religion but then bad religion gets picked up picked up by one of the really big guys yeah, right yeah, yeah. and then so, black canary is like um 
go-kart records are like pizza of death records <laughs> <laughs> or like asian man records yes. right like, <laughs> top ramen you can't just have hi-fi as your only band asian records that looks <laughs> racist <laughs> so i you know let's let's hi-fi i'm thinking high standard high standard there yeah, you go yeah, yeah. uh so we've got we've you know we've we we're gonna look at these two books and i think you know when i shared what murder falcon was with you you're like dude i got another book we can pair with it yeah right your automatic thought was i got a book we can pair with it remember that book we did and we were like what was the name of it again and i had to look on my shelf and find <laughs> yeah, it yeah, yeah. uh but we both knew which one because of the ridiculous nature of the premise yeah. right and and so i would say that that's about where the similarities end yes on these two books and so we'll get to that in a second but let's let's dive into the idea of murder falcon and remember guys there are some spoilers in the show there's nothing i can do about that that's just the way it is on comic exposure we're talking about a book it's going to be hard not to like get into like there's just one giant spoiler in murder falcon there yeah. just is right yeah and it, it's like it's like the heart of the book so like yeah we, we it's got, hard we it's hard to about. not talk about it so the premise of murder falcon is you've got this guy like the world is being terrorized by the darkness right yeah uh like at a malevolent a malevolent 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 maleficent maleficent it's <laughs> no, right uh so like the dark crystal or what's the what's the one never-ending story like yeah. the nothing right yeah 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 there's this bad thing coming and it's like releasing demons into in onto earth right in the form of like kaiju right like big kaiju which is right right you're you're in you're in japan right so oh, big kaiju also my porn name <laughs> <laughs> that's a great name that's a yes. great name for <laughs> adult so, film star big kaiju adult, thank you thank you uh and so this the you've got this this evil coming into the world via these giant kaiju and there's one chosen guy and we don't know why he's chosen it just starts out this guy has this guitar and when he plays it went through the power of metal uh excuse me when he shreds it when he shreds it <laughs> through the power of metal like i said earlier a humanoid giant ripped falcon that looks like he fell out of a uh um what's his name why can't i think of his name right now the deadpool guy oh um uh, uh why what you can't draw fucking hands um he did cable yeah why can't <laughs> we think of this one we we uh lie liefeld. Liefeld, liefeld so he looks yeah. like a liefeld creation come to life he has right? a red bandana that, that droops onto his eyes like rambo right? style as well which makes it even better design and, and he has one giant like robot arm yep and this this being is summoned by the power of this dude shredding and the better he plays the better this this murder falcon fights and right. his name is murder falcon dude he's like an, uh, an almost like an avatar um but it's yeah. like it's like yeah okay go ahead. we'll talk about that go ahead and finish this yeah I, I think that's like the best of it and so essentially he has to get his old metal band back together find uh the, the name of the metal band josh oh what is it what's the name of the metal band brutus uh bruticus yeah <laughs> bruticus so he's got to get <laughs> his metal name band. For a metal band he's got to get his metal band back together and they each have to find their magical instruments so they can summon their own kaiju to fight 
the darkness, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. To fight this evil thing. It's like Tenacious D meets Pacific Rim. Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's Tenacious D meets Pacific Rim. And you know what? You know what? I, I love I love Pacific Rim. It's yeah, I love Godzilla. I didn't I love number Godzilla two movie. though. I didn't finish number, number two. Number two's not good. Number yeah. two's not good. Uh like I love I love monster movies, giant monster movies. You I love Kaiju. I do, I do love kaiju. I love if Godzilla. There a, if love, there was a religion, you'd be a kaiju. I would. I love I love uh Gamera or Gamera, however you say it. I love all of those like giant monsters. Uh B movie monsters, right? We need to switch it's, places. You need to live here. I need to I, live there. I probably should <laughs> I'll pack the family up and you can come teach 12th grade government. I will go teach. We'll do sixth like grade a, a holiday movie with like with, with uh, another Jack Black reference with Cameron Diaz and yeah, Kate yeah. Winslet and Jude Law. We're gonna do like yeah. a little house swapping thing. Sorry, go it'll ahead and continue. Yeah, no, it'll be, good. it'll be good. Uh and so and so uh the story is essentially him getting his band back together, fighting the forces of evil. But even with all that ridiculousness, Travis, there is a giant amount of heart in this book. There's a kaiju amount of heart, you could say. Yes, I would say there is a kaiju amount of heart in this book. And the backstory that's kind of in the background is a character's battle with cancer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the book lays it out that you essentially think that it is his ex-girlfriend. Yes. Who had cancer yeah and it does it really um, well too because like they they really hammer it in with like the way the panels are drawn that like oh the reason this guy broke up with the band is because his girlfriend got cancer and it was just too much for him and so he started taking that out on his band and not showing up to gigs uh and then uh uh twist we find out that it was actually uh our hero who had the uh cancer Right. It's it's our hero who has cancer and like this this hair that he's wearing, this long, luxurious metal hair is a wig. Right. Yeah. And so Jake, our metal hero, um, is had to quit his band because he was battling cancer. Uh, he broke up with his girlfriend because he didn't think that she needed to be with him. Like yeah, he I think was, she broke up with him because she because he like he shut her so, out. Yeah, yeah, like he was so down and all this stuff. But he ends up getting the band back together, and then his girlfriend becomes the vocalist in this yeah. power metal band. Ah! Oh man, that I will tell you. One of my favorite things is when she, for the first time just wails right she's when like she, i can't sing and then the guy who gives her the microphone's like who said anything about singing and she's just right? like <laughs> she's on she's on the edge like on a like this giant bridge right it's guns and roses uh uh november rain <laughs> it is very much she's on this bridge and she lets out the whale and a giant kaiju wolf comes screaming in and it is so and it's after these panels where you see that like she's dealing with him being sick and dealing with chemo and all of this stuff. And she lets all of that emotion out. Yeah. And that scream. And I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, because I like loving, like, look, I love music. I love comic books. And so seeing these two things just like smoosh together and a great little sandwich was was I was like that's it. This is it's super silly, but it had a lot of deepness to it. I totally dug it. Yeah, I want to talk about what I liked. I actually like more. Uh, uh, actually, I really I like this book. Uh, but I will say, when you read it, you got to give it a little bit of time. 
Uh, you yeah. gotta get a little bit of time. Uh, not much. It seems silly at the, first. The pace, in the pace. Uh, yeah. at, the, at the beginning, it, it's it's a lot. It it it, it goes from zero to eleven, uh, very quickly. But what I found, and what, what was so compelling, was the last act of the book. They are able to squeeze in so much heart with the cancer thing, and it really becomes. Uh, it's not really an allegory, but it really becomes like this tale about how music got him through this really tough time in his life. It, right. I mean, you know, it, 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 I, I thought we were going to like, you know, he was going to wake up, you know, from some surgery at the end and realize the whole thing was a dream. That's like how like parallel this thing is. It was like he was at his low, but metal was always there. And as long that was when everything else left, he still had this this metal in him. And once he was able to tap into that, he was able to bring himself out of this stupor. Uh, and I mean, you know, I've never had cancer, but I think this is something that everyone can relate to is because uh, it's not just about having cancer. There's characters in here. Very much of the story is what it's like to be in the life of someone who has cancer and feel helpless right. with that. But what I love about it is take away the cancer aspect. Everyone's gone through some tragedy in life, even if it's something right. as what can seem trivial as heartache. You know, right. like if I, if if some girl dumps me, music never sounds better. It's never right. more impactful. Like you're listening to stuff that you're like, wow, I understand what this means now. You know, like, right. you know, I listen to like Tom Waits' Heartache and Vine when someone has just dumped me and pulled my chest out of my heart. Like I am in it. I can turn the lights off in my house, grab a nice little glass of whiskey and for like hours just sit there and feel and just feel through right. it. You know, like turn, and, a little, turn, the, turn the Smiths on. Yeah, and just like, dude. Yeah. Oh, like, oh my God. I'm Morrissey. I get you. I understand. Yeah. Right? And it, it's like, it's, the music takes you through this place of pain. It's always the music always takes you into the pain before you can get out of the pain. Right, like you right, always right. have the music is like, why am I listening to this? This is making me feel worse. But if you hang in there, it will also take you out of it. Right. You get to you release all of that like that that mojo, yeah. right? Like all that funk gets out. And like as like a as a musician, you know, um, I never write happy songs. It's not like it's never been something. Travis chokes on his beard <laughs> down the road. He's like, ah, musician. <laughs> no. Like as someone who like writes music. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, like it, it's I never write anything from a place where I'm like, I'm so happy. This is my song, right? It's always you like, you didn't write, I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control. I think I like no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> all of, all of my songs are very much like angry, depressed, or like angry, mad, sad about something, right? Like yeah, none yeah. of them are ever usually very good or I screwed up. Here's the song about how I feel because I screwed up something. Right. And, and so like this idea of needing this, this metal, uh, needing this music to do it. And the other piece of it that I think is really cool is like in order to get through something, you need people around you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so he gathers up his friends, you know, the, the girl he loves all these people together to help him do this, right. Yeah. To help him defeat the darkness. And I mean, it ends, he does it but at great cost to himself, right? Like yeah. he sacrifices himself to it. 
And well, you, I mean, Rodney James Dio, yeah, is there to take him into the afterlife. Yeah, he's like, holy diver, <laughs> you come too far now. It's afterlife. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you. This is. I was, I was reading this, and I was thinking of you specifically because um, you've been playing more and more shows and writing more and more in like the last year year and a half um you know because your father had passed away uh we don't want to get too into this but like it it connects so well with that because i i i saw this sadness in you but you're 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 working and then it was this intense create creative period for you where you were writing things and playing shows um and and so it's this story as silly as a lot of it is, it comes from this really uh, true place. So I, the whole time I was reading it, especially when we got into the, re- the the recovery aspect of music, I was like, oh man, like this, this must have hit home for Josh, like especially what, up, what he's coming off of. Straight up catharsis, yeah. right? Like that, that's, that's what it is. And so I really enjoyed the book and it's, you know, it's, it has all these things and the premise is super ridiculous. There's no way around it, right? There's a flying drum set, okay, <laughs> like that powers. Is that the Here's drum set? Thing. Yeah, it's 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 like a, it's on it's on jets. Yes. Does, does it always stay fueled, or is there like I want to see where she's fueling that thing, and she's like, oh my god, you know how much you know how much gas I have to put in this thing right? to fuel it? And then they like that's ridiculous. Then they meet like a Norwegian black metal dude. I thought it was great he, that it was Norwegian because yeah, such and a, his metal his metal band could also like bring forward these beasts to fight and so they join forces with him as then certain- they go to tokyo and meet the tokyo philharmonic orchestra right and in very much tokyo and japan superhero fashion they're not um, they're not westerners so they can't have like their own avatar like hero they play together and they 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 summon like a Voltron type. Like I'm like, what? The Japanese can't have their own like individual characters. They're like, nope. This is this is Voltron style. <laughs> like it's like one one giant samurai is what yeah. they bring forward. It is. It's it's so ridiculous, and it ends with like the army coming together and like putting giant amps on these battleships. How are like, we to defeat them? amplification yeah they, right it's not even about it's like a, this giant aircraft carrier that, right. they, that they they just outfit with every speaker they can find to just ah these kaiju back to hell right it's it's ridiculous and it, it is it was uh man it was it was good stuff i really dug it the, and like it's hard i mean like there's the story's there it's got a lot of heart you can feel all of these things about it here's what i want to ask you which of those uh avatars was your favorite one which one do you think was did you like the most uh i like the well because it goes into my favorite panel but i like the uh philharmonic uh tokyo samurai robot thing okay all right Um, yeah that was a good one I think my favorite one is the black metal dude's uh, giant tree guy. He's pretty like, dope, right? It's I thought like, that was... like tree beard from uh, Lord. Right? Of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, very much jo- or giant Groot, right? Like yeah, yeah, very. Yeah. Oh, it was very cool. I really dug that one. Um, I think that was my favorite. Or the giant. Um, 
I just having a giant wolf was pretty rad. I thought that that was pretty yeah. Cool, that it really came in the frame really well. Everyone yeah, else's yeah, yeah. avatars are giants except for our heroes. I'm like, dude, um, right? <laughs> like, Murder Falcon's just I don't know. He's like, uh, but he's the most communicative. Like the rest the of them really of, can't yeah. talk and the stuff. Size like of that. rock, the rock. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, <laughs> the rock playing Murder Falcon. So I, I will I will say if if you're like because you probably haven't picked this up if you're listening to this I, I, unless you're like uh, really into indie like stuff, but I will say that the story give this you know, you got to take the whole story in because the story is better than the individual dialogue of the piece. This isn't this isn't a vulgar piece. You would think no. that like with a bunch of stuff about being like it's certainly not as vulgar as Last Driver our next piece, but yeah. Uh, I, I don't think there's actually a swear word in here. So you could actually read this with your kid, and and the violence in here, there's there's violence, but it's all like more cartoony violence than it is like someone dripping with blood and stuff like that. Right. But right. I will say, <coughs> the story surpasses the individual dialoguing. The dialogue can sometimes, I mean, when you're using word the word shred like on every other page it becomes right, it's like, like a, it's yeah, like a it's, testament to yeah, metal right it is, like, it is. It's, it's very it's yeah i know and, and, and i've read his stuff before i read extremity is yeah. the one i think it was nominated for an eisner this is much better than that um i didn't read extremity but i loved the i love some of the art in that one uh so let me ask you uh and, and just to just to key in on some of the dialogue right like He's going to heaven. It's him and Myrtle, Murder Falcon. They run into... <laughs> That's a great weird sentence. He's going to heaven. It's him and Myrtle, Murder Falcon, yeah, obviously. And he's he's with Murder Falcon. Rodney James Dio is there to take him into the afterlife. And he goes, is there heavy metal where we're going? <laughs> and Rodney James Dio goes, oh, my son. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yeah. right? like, it is, it's very touching. It's very it touching. Is. It's, it's, uh, it's great. So let's talk a little bit about art. What did you think of the, what did you think of the art in this one? I liked it. I, 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 I really I really did like it. I think there's two ways you could have gone on this book. And once you once you sample the whole story, you realize I think why you go with you go with this. Obviously, I mean he's a writer writer artist, right? Warren? Yeah. yeah. Uh so I mean he he's got his style, so it's gonna be this if he wants to do it himself. But the other way is to do it like um like uh, what's Heavy Metal 2000, where you make okay, it like yeah. really like almost like Conan or Heavy Metal 2000, where you make it really like that, like Dio covers or like, right, you know, right. like that, make the characters like old metal covers from the 80s. Uh, but this is much more. It's it's some good cartooning, man. Yes. Like, I don't I don't know how else to say it. Like Daniel Warren Johnson is a good cartoonist. Well, especially the the the. the, the the designs themselves, like the designs, don't seem to be conceived in a cartooning way. But when you go through his pen, that's that's his style. So they become that way. So when you see like the lizard kaiju monster, it's it it bec- you're like, okay, this is this is like this really metal image. But right. through his pen, it softened a bit. You know, I would I would agree with you. It's definitely like you're right. Like you could like your thought process is okay. It just looks like every metal cover from back in the day. Right. But the only thing that looks like a metal cover from back in the day is the zombies coming out of the graveyard that look a little like Eddie, right? Like yeah. the, like iron maiden, you know, that, that sort of thing. Uh, but I, I really, this is, 
this is kind of like this is my bread and butter when it comes to art style that I really love, right? Like this is like the, your house style. Right? The 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 colors are fantastic. Right? Like it's super colorful. It's bright when it needs to be bright. It's dark when it needs to be dark. Like there's just like there's pinks and purples and like I it's uh, it's just I dug the art on this. a a whole bunch it's super detailed when he wants to draw something really gnarly and then he can pull all that away in another scene um he's a really good artist i dug it a lot there's some really good like uh the onom like the uh the onomatopoeias like the the like the foom and whap as it's in the screen it always it always looks good in the panel we'll get further into that when we talk about favorite panels but before we get to favorite panels i do want to point out two things i want to ask you about one okay in here, they have to, they're given, <coughs> excuse me, I need a cough button on this thing. Uh, when they're given this VHS tape, which is like this code to unlock this key, which appears on Murder of Falcon's arm, it's tablature. And they actually have the tabs on here. Have you tried to play those tabs? I have not. What is it? I don't know. I don't know. I was just curious. Because you can play it. It's, uh, uh, I'm reading it digital. It's uh, 122. Oh man, it's, I don't have minus it's like, paper. It's like uh, a string zero. Yeah, it, it's like you could you could you could play it. It's in that whole key section where there. It's right right after the, the Eddie, the zombie Eddie yeah, thing. Yeah, um, I'll have to look it up and see if I can if I can play it. There's I'm actually, sure I can. There's actually a t- it doesn't look that tough actually. There's just yeah. a little bit of a uh, of a, a slide in there. Um, I, there's actually a weird thing oh, I've never seen on tabs. Yeah, I, I don't know it. what the seven H and and nine P is in a tab. No, those that's like a that's a seven ten. Uh oh, seven. I don't that might be hammer. Hammer and pull. Hammer, hammer and pull. Yeah, okay, yeah. got it. Now I'm gonna have to figure out what it is after I'm done. That's that's my homework for what I'm done. Wouldn't with that this. be cool? Like if yeah. I'm sure I'm sure online someone maybe has, but I I, <laughs> it'd be, I think it'd be fun to figure out yourself and be like, I've unlocked the key. Gabby, I've unlocked <laughs> the key. Babe, come in here. Babe. I got it. Babe, babe. I figured it out. And the other thing, the other hey, little babe. Deep, Wait. Hey, babe. This, hey, babe. babe. I unlocked the murder, murder Falcon key. Babe. <laughs> uh, and the other thing is, they go in they have to find this like horn, like this yeah. metal, like metal horn. And in the temple of this metal horn, there's a picture of um, uh, Lemmy, a, stat- a statue yeah. of Lemmy statue holding of up the ace of spades. And I was like, yes. all these, if you're like, I'm sure. I'm not as huge of a metal fan as I am a punk fan, so I'm sure I missed a lot of low-key references in this that were like like real like metal heads would know. There's a in one page when they go to visit the guy in the wheelchair, um, there is one of the guitars hanging on the wall is Van Halen's guitar. Oh, so, okay. I didn't miss that like, one. Yeah. There's a couple like little things throughout that are that are just that like the metal van, right? Like he's got this like 70s van that they that they're you know, trucking around in. There's a lot of like cute little things in it. And I don't, you know, like it's a goofy word to use cute, but there's a, I, I totally a lot of kawaii stuff. It was, it was good. I really enjoyed it a lot. I would totally recommend it. So let's hear your favorite panel from this book. Uh, favorite panel is uh, digitally on page 164. Uh, this is my favorite um, uh, avatar. It is the samurai. Uh, it's where you see the reveal of the samurai. And here's why I love it. If you read, it goes da 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 da. That's the sound that the Tokyo Philharmonic is playing to summon 
their <laughs> kaiju. They're playing uh, da 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 da. And if you read it, it goes da 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 da. And I love <laughs> this samurai comes out to this Star Wars thing. I thought it was, I thought it was a nice touch and a reason why you always got to read the sound, kids. <laughs> that's fantastic that is fantastic uh that's really good i think my favorite panel um where is it i just had it um there's there's just so many like ridiculous panels in this whole there's a book. lot happening in all these panels too right there's a there's lot just, of like, detail just filled with so much stuff uh from panel to panel um, I think one of the ones that I thought, you know, I mentioned it earlier. I think that panel where she does the scream and you've got the giant wolf coming out behind her on the bridge. That page is there's just something that I yeah. think it might. It's the build up before it, too. Right. Like some a panel doesn't always stand on its own. No. Right. And so there's sometimes this it's the up. button on something. Right. It, there's the build up. You know, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. It's like seven panels the page before as she's like getting ready she's bringing the microphone up to her mouth and she's remembering all the stuff there's cinematic like long panels across the page and in the next one it's essentially a splash page uh, of the scream and the wolf screaming behind her and it just blowing away like these wormy monster things and that he, are, that he are breaks from out. he breaks from his art style a little bit and it's a i mean it's still cartoony but it's 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 much less cartoony than the rest it's of his very style. scary manga yeah it is like it's yeah, that yeah. Top panel it, like with the with the lines behind it and stuff like that uh but i i really dug this book i thought it was i thought it was fun uh i last, would definitely last question i definitely you. recommend it last yeah. question for you so for those of you who are listening Every in order to summon like this musical metal being, you have to have an instrument. You have to uh-huh. have an instrument, like a magical instrument. And you have to find this thing. Yeah, Josh, you cannot repeat an instrument we've seen here. We've seen like uh, trumpets, violins, yeah. uh, guitars. What what would you use to summon your avatar? Okay, so I got to remember what this thing is called. Uh, it's a uh, uh, Odo a saxophone. <laughs> So there is this thing uh, that is a um, it looks like a big music note <laughs> and then uh, music. Let me find music note uh, instrument toy. So it's like a Japanese music note instrument toy. What's it called? It's called a automaton automaton. So it looks like a music note and you press some buttons on it and it uh, it makes this weird sound and it has like it looks like a face on the music note. I'm going to say I'm going to try to play something really quick and we'll see if you can pick it up. Okay. Can you hear what I'm hearing right now or no? No. No. Dang it. It's not going to work. All right. Uh, But there's it's the it's literally this like it's like this goofy looking thing. Look it up online, folks. It's a, 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 a automaton, uh, and it sounds ridiculous. So Let me it stop. doesn't take a lot of skill to play, then, huh? It takes like zero skill to play this thing. Uh, automaton. All right, I'm gonna see if I can get a sound for it for you, so you can, so you can hear it really quick. I'm gonna try to play it through the speaker. Okay, you ready? Are you ready for this? Yep. Okay. So here's someone playing uh, "Take on Me" with their automaton. Okay. Let me see if I can. I'm pulling it up right now. There's an ad. Oh, I can hear it. I can hear it. That's the ad, so I'm gonna I'm, I gotta I gotta skip this ad quick. Okay, here we go. 
You can hear it? Yeah. Okay. That's the sound. <laughs> it's like a saxophone. It's like a weird thing. <coughs> oh shit! <laughs> I would love like they're all they're all like shredding metal, and you're like, bring in the what's it called? Automaton. <laughs> Automaton. Yeah, and, it looks- the, and you're like on the on a cliff. Your your beard your your peppered beards flowing in the wind. <laughs> I don't know what I would play with it though. You like take, I would, you got you, I just, think, you just had pizza, so you can't play it because your hand, your fingers are too slippery. Are yeah, <laughs> I might do. Uh, I think uh, the beginning to either smoke on the water or um, Iron Man, which were like the first two things I ever learned how to play on guitar. Yeah, right. Like that would be what I would use to summon my kaiju on this weird thing. I don't know what it would be though. It would be like a like a cyborg T Rex or something, man. Uh, I, oh, that would that's it. That's it. You don't have to go any further. That's. Do you it. remember? Do you remember these toys when we were kids, where it was like cavemen on dinosaurs, but the dinosaurs had robot parts on them? Uh, no, it's out. No, <laughs> no. Okay, <laughs> it was like, oh man, Dino Wars or something. I don't. Oh I don't yes, remember. Dino Wars. I know Dino. I, I know. I remember. I know what you're talking about. It used to be a cartoon as well. Was it? And they were always in the desert for some reason, like in like desert canyons and shit like that. No, not the not the Transformer one. That's no, definitely not, not Transformers. It was like I think it was called Dino Wars. Yeah, I'm trying to like I, I guess it's a video game right now too. Is all I'm finding from it. But like back in the day, there were these toys, and they looked like like Playmobil toys, right? Yeah, but they were like a, a dinosaur with like cannons on it and crap. <laughs> Yeah, it was Dino Toy. It was Dino Wars. Dino Wars. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. Dino or Wars. Dino Riders. Dino Riders. Ooh, maybe not Dino, Dino Riders. Riders. With a Dino Y Riders. or an I? With an I. Dino okay. Riders. And that was the cartoon. So you're remembering the cartoon. So it's Dino Riders. Maybe you play the Dino Riders theme to get your uh, with the uh, <laughs> instruments. Okay. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Uh, but that would be it. I would play, I think, Iron Man on the Automaton to call forth my, uh, my great beast, the robotic T-Rex. I would so do, do I would do harmonica. Okay. And I would summon like a giant like bloodhound. So it's all very bluesy, you know? <laughs> I like, like it, it would I it like would be it. like I'm s i am gotta be in a rocking chair too. So everyone else is fighting, I'm just in a rocking chair, like on a porch somewhere, like I guess a hor- I can't do a, 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 a harmonica sound with a voice. But you get what I mean. All yeah, right, yeah, so yeah. that was um that that was a, a fun read. I actually uh, I actually just read that like last night. Um it's not it's not a long read even though it has one complete story in it i think uh, it's quite a few issues too isn't it it's not it's eight, a little eight longer. issues eight issues but like there's there's not dialogue in every panel um oh no 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 not so. at all but it's definitely it's eight issues but it's a good chunky read i i you know it didn't take a lot to get through it i really enjoyed it so let's talk about book number two the it, it, the book number two in our grindhouse edition and before we jump in that ladies and gentlemen i just want to remind you you can find all of our old episodes on www.comicexposure.com or you can find us on any of the podcast apps you use. We love that when you give us a listen, you give us a, a good four or five star rating, throw some stars at us or some some likes at us. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Comic Exposure uh, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Comic Exposure. Ladies and gentlemen, let's dive into the second book. Travis Ratz, Last Driver uh, on Dead Canary Comics. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, written by C.S. Baker. Illustrated by Shaky Kane. 
lettered by Zach Sam. This book is a trip and a half, man. I love this book so much. I, I know you do. You know why? So you know why you love it? Because it's crass. There's <laughs> smoking in it, and there's smoking. There's uh, drinking, smoking, and boobs. You, it's you're made for you. Also, it's like if you ever wanted. Hey. You ever wonder what it'd be like if Jack Burton from Big Trouble Little China had a love baby with Snake Plissken? Right. <laughs> Read Last Driver. <laughs> and and you put them in this Mad Max meets uh, I, I Godzilla kaiju movie, right? Like a yeah. B movie. It's like Mad Max plus a B movie uh, with Snake Plissken slash... Uh, yeah, like yeah. it's definitely, Jack it's Burton. bad crazy. It is bad. I crazy. never drive faster than I can see. And I tell you right now, that ain't much. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, basically described right there. You just put this foul mouth, tough fighting, big drinking, long smoking, um, ultra masculine dude in the apocalypse gun. and his whole goal in life is to have fun surviving the apocalypse to enjoy life while surviving all these dinosaurs and mutant figures and thunder dome type arenas and here i feel i feel i feel like the best way to capture the essence of this is to read the dialogue from the first page <laughs> hot damn life is so right it's wrong Woke up, woke up today with a big smile and morning wood that inspire a standing ovation. Chilled me a beer for breakfast in the portable fridge, found a fresh pack of Luckies, and hell, even porn in some run-down hole outside town. And none of that truck stop shit, vintage, premium stuff, classy. Me and this morning are getting along just fine. And then he's attacked by a pterodactyl. <laughs> and then, the last and then panel, his line is like, I'm going to level with you. Morning, you and me, we're on the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, right now, Frank Sutton is more. And that's his name. His name is Frank, Frank Sutton. Sutton. Oh, it's so ridiculously cheesy. He spears, he spills his beer on his on his porno mags. <laughs> hey, so- do you love 80s action movies and hate the Me Too movement? Last Driver. <laughs> It's like ridiculous. And like, it's hard to even say it. Like it is just, it is so over the top and it makes me go like, it has to be purposefully this ridiculous, right? Oh, yeah. Like this guy, um, um, uh, Baker captures all that, like my cheese. It, it, it's, it's almost a parody of the most extreme ultra masculine, you know, Snake Plissken, um, Kurt Russell type characters. It's taken up to again. I'm gonna use the term eleven. Uh, right. So it's it it makes no qualms about like, hey, we're gonna try to have like a story that makes sense and some kind of character arc in here. No, not whatsoever. It's just a bunch of really, I think, clever, well written lines. This book is funny. The book is fun. I feel like the book is really funny. There are some really funny lines that all sound. Every line he says sounds like it could come out of like, you know, like an '80s action star. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But I would tell you. So there's another one. Um, so I don't know. Did you read Sex Castle? No. I know okay. You recommended it though. So uh, so Sex Castle and Kill 'Em All are two very like '80s action books uh, done by. Why can't I think of the guy's name right now? Now I'm like trying to find 
that book on my shelf so I can go like, oh, here's his name. And now yeah, I can... I'm trying to think Kill 'em All was was it Philip something? No, he just did he just did a book. He just did an image book, uh Big Rock or like Rock Candy Mountain about the, the hobo. Big Rock Candy Mountain. Yeah, uh, it's about, I'd be down to read hobo. that book. It's it's about hobos uh fighting the man or something like that. Like I can't remember exactly what it is. But uh, like there might be witches or something in there that they're fighting. I don't remember. But anyways, uh he, those two books are um fantastic oh, here. here we go is it uh okay. no killer be oh i thought you're saying killer be killed no. no 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 kill them all uh essentially is like uh they're just spoofs of 80s action movies right but they're done in a way that is definitely you can definitely tell that he's just poking fun at the ridiculousness of the, of the genre this one it's hard for me to tell if he's poking fun at the genre. I think he loves it. I think I think he loves it. Yeah. Right. I think I think it's a little bit of both. But this is definitely if we were to put either of these books in a grindhouse actual thing, if this were a movie, this would be a grindhouse film. This for would sure. be a grindhouse, even the style of it. But let me ask you, do you remember yeah. I'm gonna, I'm now I'm gonna take you back and see if you remember. You remember yeah. that show in like the late eighties, nineties called Sled Sludge Hammer? And it was about that police officer who just had that big gun. No. <laughs> oh my god. It was like an hour, hour long show and it was Sledgehammer. Uh Sludge? Sledgehammer. It Sledge was like uh, yeah, and it was he had this big old pistol. It looked just like this gun. And that's what it reminds me of as well. Uh I'll watch the powers by ten, but I'm gonna send you a uh I ha- I've got it on IT. I've got it on uh up on YouTube right now. Oh, okay. Let's uh oh shoot, what what's that guy's name? It was an 80s comedy. Okay, the blonde think, guy, the blonde guy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen like the preview for this before. Well, it's not even a comedy. It was like he was like a detective, but it all came across as funny and just very like like there's always all these puns like after he yeah. would like, you know, do something. But anyway, see, I I I like this book. One, this is a real you could read this in a shit. Yeah, you did like it I lit I you said you read the other one last night. I read this one last night. Like I was like, okay, let's read this thing. And I was like, all right, I I'm read done. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, a lot of the panels, you're just looking at the art. A lot of the panels don't even have uh, a dialogue in it. And the dialogue is very sparse because, like I said, it's just a lot of quips. And a yeah, lot like of o- over the, the over narration in this book is fantastic. Uh, when, yeah. But it's all like, it's exactly that Lucky sort of. <laughs> karma, that exact- karma, he says like this. Here's an example Karma is the ultimate bitch. Lucky I know how to treat that bitch right. <laughs> it's so it's so ridiculous. It's like part of solving any problem is knowing what you want want the outcome to be and visualizing that end game, seeing the hurdle and knowing how best to jump it. Because it's all peaches and cream on the other side. I, I, I like this book because it's so un PC. It's so un PC that I that like I like I feel like this is like a book you have to read in the dark these days, you know. Uh, and like I'm, I'm, I think some of this stuff is really good and what we're moving towards, but some of the stuff is ridiculous. So I think this book takes being un PC ridiculous in a way that's not harmful, like certain presidents. Uh, but uh, this takes uh, being un PC in a fun way and it puts it in its proper place in a fictional comic book with a character. And you can read it really quickly, and there's no, there's no, like philosophy to this or anything no. like that. It's just there's like no philosophy to anything. It's yeah. ridiculous. 
And like, there's one scene where he gets knocked out and he's dreaming and it's just, it is, it's just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but here, here's the thing, Josh, cause, uh, and we'll yeah. move into this talking about this. Cause yeah. this is shorter books. There's not a lot to talk yeah. about as far as plots concerned, but definitely not. He gets shaky Kane. He has, shaky Kane's art out of an arena, you know, shaky Kane's art is some of my favorite independent art ever one not just the art but the colors in this are fantastic and yeah the colors are very good that i would not have appreciated this art without doing this podcast for the last four or five years we've been doing it um yeah. because i i would have wanted something else and this art fits this book so perfectly like it should be packaged in a cookie like whatever the cream of the the words in this book are and and the art are are just compressed into this beautiful oreo that just complements it so well it is ridiculous well you don't like the art in this you're not a big fan of the art huh no you know i think the art is super fun there are some things that are really so there are some things that are very jeff darrow in it right yeah. There's a couple times where you're like, oh, that's really, really good. And then there's a couple panels where I'm like, oof, he rushed that one. But overall, like, it fits the story, man. There's no way around oh, it. Right? I, like, I, I think this it's- is a toxic Avenger of comic books. And it this is a trauma book, right? Like, there's no way around it. That's what this thing is, right? Like, I think the, the I think the best panels are Kirby with less lines. Yeah, I can see that. I, I like it very much is it like the colors are very reminiscent of old comic books, right? Silver age. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's, it's very, it's flat. It's got, you know, I, there are some really ridiculous, great panels in here. The one where he's, you know, he's going into the arena, right? The doors open up and you see like the giant frog monster and the dude with the, with the, uh, the machine gun and the skull mask on is he's like covering his eyes as he walks into it. Like it is like there are that panel that like piece is great when he's, uh, getting attacked by the pterodactyl. There's a scene where like he's working right in his office and the building's being attacked by all these Kaiju. Like it's, there are some really, really good panels in here. The colors uh, are so flat. They're beautiful. If you look at that page, like uh, Josh, I'm holding up right now where he's driving in the sunset. Yeah. And you just see the orange and yellows just super flat. Uh, I, I, I love, I love that flat solid coloring so much. No, it's really, I, I do. This is, this is one of those ridiculous quick reads where you're like, there's no point to this story. There's no. no, like you said, there's no character art. There's no like, there's no like good triumphing over evil. It's this dude's day gets wrecked and then he gets back on the road, right? Like, <laughs> Every time I, yeah, you're right. Every time I, I read one of his lines, I'm like, oh my God, it's brilliant. It's, it's, like, it's like my my three favorite things in life, my car and two cheerleaders. <laughs> you know? It's, it is pure grindhouse grindhouse it's yeah grindhouse that that's exactly what it is right who, who would be a good frank sudden oh man if you could like i think you'd have to bring back uh you'd have to like do the de-aging thing that they did to kurt russell in that uh yeah in that movie he's just so good at that kind of piece of it right or there is there, do, and that's a good point there really is or, no replacement for a kurt russell is there there's really no younger version you, of kurt russell you do love kurt russell uh or i think if you could get uh um 
Oh man, what's his name? Uh, he's in Tarantino movies. You get Brad Pitt to do it, right? Like, let him be yeah. gross, and smarmy. He, this guy does have a Johnny Bravo. Uh, he does cool, a little cool, Bravo. cool world, John, uh, Brad Pitt yeah. about him. What yeah. About, what about LaBeouf? Oh yeah, I I do hate Shia LaBeouf, so that might work. <laughs> uh, or like you, I, you got to find someone who's like just grubby enough right who can pull off gross yeah and people like they're like like listen we're not gonna get upset with you someone who would actually do this and no one would play this character in this day and age no because he's an awful human being but like it's a fun little like a fun little oh you haven't disturbing... watched you, you haven't watched um the preacher series uh tv show have you yeah, well, no, I've watched only the, Joseph but... Gilgan, who plays Cassidy, would be perfect oh, for this. Yeah, no, you're right. He'd be yeah. good. He'd yeah. Be good. yeah, he'd be good. Um, because he's gross, he's grubby. Yeah, he'd it's, have to... it's basically Cassidy, like on here. But yeah, yeah, look, this it very much does remind, like, it does have that very like early 90s Ennis. Yeah. yeah, Garth Ennis. Well, he comes from he, uh, Shaky. Well, Shaky Kane's the artist, but he comes. I don't know about Baker, but Shaky Kane comes from like that 2000 AD. Uh, Judge Dredd, so like just like Ennis and and yeah. uh, uh, Moore and all of them. Yeah, I, I, you know, the more we're reading, the more I find that those are some of my favorite writers and artists are that crop of comic book artists and writers who came out of the 2000 AD Judge Dredd stuff in the 80s. I think are like are some of my produce some of my favorite shit. It, yeah, that I, that is like my milieu. Well, you mean you did grow up on Preacher, right? Like that's your yeah. that that's like your bread and butter. Uh so I can I can I can see how that how that gets you. For me, like I didn't read Preacher until later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've had we've been, we've been through that. We've been through that. <laughs> yeah. I thought this this was a re- when I when I first got it, I read it the first time when we got it and I was like, "Well, that's ridiculous, right?" <laughs> but, to, but I you know, we weren't going to read it for the show. And then to read it for the show again, I'm like, Oh yeah, no, this is ridiculous. Yeah, right? you can't do a whole show on this. Like no, we stretch it as far as we can at this point. <laughs> it, it is, it is just oh man, it's like a candied apple with like a giant grubby worm in the middle of it. That's what that's what this story is. Like that's what this comic book. And is, before right? we do favorite panels, and I forget, yeah. it's I what I like about this is you can't get it on Amazon. You can get it through BlackCanary.com. So it I does. Dead Canary, sorry, I always say Black Canary. Um, DeadCanary.com, you can you can get this, and I and I know it takes an extra click and things like that, but you're you're supporting an independent publisher, uh, and you get to put a book on your shelf because when you, people come into your house, if you have friends who are comic book fans and they look through your trades and like, oh, I want to read one of these, whatever it is, I have this one, I have this one, I have this one, they're not going to have Last Driver. You know, not. yeah, it's not going to happen, and. And they'll and if you like, I don't know. I think that it's an interesting book to have on the shelf because you can literally give it to someone while you go make a phone call, and then they'll be done with it, and then you can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, what's your favorite panel, sir? Uh, uh they're all fun, but my favorite one because I like the simplicity of it uh, is. The one where Frank Sutton, it's all white background at the top of a page, close to the beginning, where it's just raining blood on his face <laughs> after he, he blows away this pterodactyl. Um, and he's just looking up with his aviators. And um, I like how the top of the page is in white, and then the rest of everything is in color. 
Um, and I love the way they do blood drops as big kind of like like circular, almost yeah. like a, amoeba that are falling on him. Right, 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 right. Uh, I that's a really good panel. I like that one. I think uh, I mentioned this one earlier, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to like there's a couple. There's this weird hawk-headed lizard thing that I think is fantastic that he fights in the arena. Um, but the one that I really, the one that I think is just Murder great, Falcon? Is it Murder Falcon? It might be Murder <laughs> It's, uh, oh, where's it at? I just saw it. Oh, it's the one where he's leaving his job in the, in the, uh, the kaijus are attacking the building. And this giant lizard monster is like busting through the glass and is like grabbed one of his coworkers. Uh, and this wasn't me. I went to art school. So I got up and walked out the door. I just did it. And as he's walking out, there's like this hand <laughs> grabbing somebody through it. Um, <laughs> I just like people, people are like yelling and, uh, like the whole thing's going is like, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the lead up to it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know, you know, Carol, I don't I don't screw about when you're working. Have some consideration for others. And so- she yells, "It's horrible!" And he and he thinks she's talking about like the job and his situation in life. He's like, "You know what? It is horrible. I'm leaving." Meanwhile, she's screaming at the kaiju that's right. <laughs> crashing in. Yeah, and so I, it, that's just it, that's just a pure scene of how ridiculous this book is. Like that's that, what, that, another that, thing these two books have in common: kaiju. Yeah, they do. We we a kaiju filled episode of uh <laughs> of comic exposure. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to check out either of these books, Murder Falcon is out on Image Comics uh, by Daniel Warren Johnson uh, and Mike Spicer. Uh, then, Last Driver from uh, Dead Canary Comics uh, by C.S. Baker and Shaky Kane. Uh, check them out. Give them a read. Uh, the the Murder Falcon will be easier to find. But like Travis said, you can go to deadcanary.com. Uh, I bet you they probably have a PDF version of this. You can get two if if you're if you're like you know I just want to see yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. but it's, it's got to be a good look. price point. And you know what? Put it on your shelf. It'll be a weird thing to like if you, to right. your comic it's friends and pull weird. out. No one's gonna. You no know, one. No one will have seen it, and it will be fun. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. You can uh, tell us what you thought about the show uh, on Twitter at Comic Exposure. Uh, uh, you can go, hey, guys, uh, I got both those books and they sucked. Why did you tell me to go get those or whatever? I don't know. However you want to talk to us on, on the old tweet machine, feel free to do but that. Be prepared to deal with a, a robotic Tyrannosaurus Rex and a giant bloodhound if you do, because we will yeah. summon some shit on your ass. I, I will. I'm, I'm, I got my thing. I got my automaton ready. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate the listen. Have a fantastic whatever it is right now, morning, afternoon, evening, um, mid morning dump, whatever you're doing right now, finish it with pride. Uh, (laughs) I got a typhoon coming, Josh. I got to batten down the hatches. Travis is going to batten down the hatches. I'm going to walk Uh, out into like Frank sudden and just like absorb the chaos. It's going to be a Kaiju. That's not a typhoon. Actually, Travis, it's really Godzilla coming (laughs) to crash the shore. Uh, did you see the new Godzilla movie? It's that storm. The storm is not a storm, sir. It's uh, King Ghadira just flying towards you. Uh, it's ridiculous. Did you see the first one? Yeah, the one uh, that came out like six, like five years ago. Yeah, three or four years, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's, where there's not enough Godzilla in it. Yeah, just at the very end, like the last twenty minutes. Yeah, this whole movie is giant monsters the whole time. I heard, I heard, I heard, like it was not bad. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Like we said, uh, next up, Travis and I will be talking about God knows what in the comic book Ooh, industry. I do. I do. 
maybe we're going to talk about spider-man not being in the mcu anymore yep. uh maybe we're going to talk about um I'm well gonna i'm gonna tell you right now uh, josh i October, got we're gonna be talking I, about x-men i got i got lance from couch crunchers he's reading astro city volume one all right and that's up uh, uh we're gonna that's our next book club all right next book club is astro city volume one we're gonna go a little bit back in time read a classic that travis and i haven't well i guess like a modern classic that travis and i haven't read we're gonna dive into that so if you want to read along make sure you pick that up wherever you get your comic books and don't forget to tell them comic exposure sent you ladies and gentlemen We'll see you next train.